0: How many of y'all been blessed by this series? We've got to close it out, but you've been blessed by it. Um, I, I really wanted to take more time with the racism part, but because um, I, I, I didn't want to go the normal route with this. But I think the Lord is going to have to do what he has to do with this. Um, Matthew 24. We've been talking on this area of racism, um, and, and now we're going to get to the part of what our response is as the church. But first, let's read Matthew 24 and verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of that coming um, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, underline that, saints of God. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars. But see that ye be not troubled, underline that, see that you be not troubled, regardless of what's coming ahead, I'm not going to be troubled, let not your heart be troubled, guard your heart with all diligence, because out of it flows the issues and the parameters and boundaries of your life, and if you let your heart become troubled, it'll build up fear and you'll live in fear, And, 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 and ye shall... Um, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, for nations shall rise against nation, nation against nation, ethnos against ethnos, people group against people group, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginning of the sorrows, the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Um, which means the enemies of the church shall be known in this hour. And they're not hiding. Those that are against the church, those that are anti-Christ, they're not hiding, they're not trying to play games, they're letting it know, you know who exactly they are. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise um, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity, because sin shall abound, sin is abounding, not just in the world, not just secular, not just um, 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 people outside the church, but in the church. Sin is at an all time high. I'm just telling you what the real, even in our church, a lot of y'all sitting right here, you're in sin. you you, you caught up in one thing or another. There there is adultery, there's fornication, there's homosexuality, there's lying, there's cheating, there's there's scheming. It's a whole lot going on. I tell you people of God, this is the wrong time to be caught off guard, the wrong time to be deceived by the enemy, the wrong time to get off into some other stuff. It is not the time for that. It is a time for purity and holiness and righteousness. It is a time for us to hold up the bloodstained banner. I'm telling you, God is beginning to judge first in the house of God. We got to get ourselves together. You can't dance and sing and preach and do I might see y'all quiet already. You can't keep doing all of this and, and living not, not falling but living a life of sin. I've been, I've decided to live this way. Why? Because we got grace. Because God got more grace than sin. Stop stop pimping the grace of God. Stop acting like his grace is not what it is because of the grace of God. Because God is so good to me. Because Jesus is the grace of God. I want to live my life for him. I, The things I used to do, his grace makes it possible that I don't do those things no more. So you got to be very careful in this last hour. Don't be surprised when you go to try to witness. And folks say, you shut up talking to me because I saw your Facebook page. Don't don't, don't be surprised about that. God is separating his church. Because we are a people. We're called out. Y'all quiet up in here. That ain't the message, but I just figured I'd throw that in. And the love of many shall wax cold, but, the, but, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom, this good news of the, of the kingdom of God, the king's dominion, shall be preached in all the world. During all this foolishness, the gospel is going to be preached. And the gospel is not going to be preached from pulpit only. Your life, your life, you are the preacher. You are the example. Your life is a testimony of Christ. That's why you got to be careful how you live among the unbelievers. It'll be preaching all the world for a witness, for a witness, a witness. Actually, they would say, what kind of witness are you? And then shall the end Come. So we went through all of this. We talked about the spirit of division. Go to John chapter four. Real quick, John chapter four. Because it is not a black and white issue. It dates back to the Bible. John four, verse seven. There was a woman of a Samaritan who came to draw water and Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. And then the Samaritan woman, um, she was taken aback. She said, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Look at what the message Bible says. It says for the Jews in those days, look at here, the Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. So it's not a black and white issue, it's a spirit of division that has been loosed in the earth realm and we the church we have the answer. Now I can't go back through all of this. We talked about discrimination. We gave you that example. We talked about how this racism issue is a spiritual issue, not a political issue. The government cannot pass enough laws to change the hearts of men. It won't happen. You can't pass a law and I said oh since it's a law now I gotta love white people I gotta love black people. It don't work like that. It's a spiritual issue. That's how we as preachers, as preachers, say, I'm a preacher, raise your hand. We got to teach the word of God, the truth, the uncompromised word of God. And I'm going to show you that. So we talked about discrimination. We talked about prejudice. And, and we, 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 we lined out, if you were not here, get the CD or get it online, that everybody has some degree of prejudice in them. Uh-huh. It's a previous judgment. It's it's a um um it 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 is it is a negative attitude or, or an opinion about a group or a race or people without just grounds. We have these. We said we 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 in America we, we we have terms or hear terms where it drops all people into one category, all people into one group that's prejudice. All blacks are lazy, all blacks don't want to work, um, um all blacks are ghetto, um Jews are cheap, um white folk always talk proper. White folks smell like dogs when their hair get wet. Um, Latinos are illegal. They're all illegal they can't speak no English this is prejudice all Asians own cleaners or fried rice joints that is prejudice it lumps everybody together so we gotta fix this hey name said we gotta fix that And so then we talked about um, the definition of of overt and subtle prejudice. We went through all of that because some of you can be dealing with it and not know. and, and, And I can't go back through that. And then we dealt with racism and what that really means. It is it is it is it is a belief that race is the determiner of human behavior. And that is a lie. That is not true. It is the intentional and systemic outworking of pursuing economic advancement without moral. That's what slavery was all about. It was not about 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 a color of a person's skin, but they wanted a society with labor without cost, labor without having to pay for it. And so because even with you talking about the Indians, they didn't take their land because they were a different color. They took the land because they wanted the land so we got to we got to look at things from the right perspective. And when you do that and put the word on it, you will come away from racism being white cops and black teens. That is not what racism is. It is a spirit of division loose in the earth realm. Whether y'all fighting over over white castle or or, or Burger King or whether you um, Pakistan or Syrian, it doesn't matter. It's spirit of division. When I was in Lebanon, there's no blacks and whites. They're fighting, but there is racism there. Come on here. You talk to some Mexicans and you don't know, you say, hey, man, um, you you Puerto Rican, I ain't, they get mad, I ain't Puerto Rican. That's racism, it's division. It's a spirit of division. But we told you and showed you in Acts 17, verse 24 to 28, um, if you just write it down, I'm not going to really go through all of it, where how God had made everybody from one man with one blood. That dispelled what the Methodist, um, some of the Methodist um, um, slave traders and slave owners were trying to sell because they had to figure out a way to go to church read the word then come home and do what they were doing and be justified in doing so you can't do that and justified by the word of God so they came with this thing called racism and said that black folk ain't no they're not a people they're not even human so I didn't feel as bad about coming home and beating them and sleeping with them and doing everything they did to them and I'm a Christian but one good Christian man came across this scripture and changed the whole modern world Acts 17 verse 24 it says God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and the earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth it to all life and breathe breath. And all things and had made of one blood all nations verse 26 and have made of one blood all nations and have made of one blood all nations one um, nation all nations all ethnos all people groups um, of men for to dwell on all the faces of the earth and had determined the time before the appointed and the bounds of their habitation all men came from one blood. Once that came out, once that scripture was revealed and came alive, they can no longer justify it. You got to get the CD because I'm rushing it, but I taught it real well before. But now we get to this place of, glory to God, of what is the church's response? Go to James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Say, David, slow down, Pastor. Listen, I'm trying to get two weeks in 30 minutes, y'all. But I got so much. I see all this stuff I got here. I can talk for hours. You know what I'm saying? But here, I'm, I'm going to give you three things and I'm, I'm going to leave you alone of, of what our response is to racism, prejudice, discrimination. What should we be saying? What should we be doing? Number one, we use the word of God to change hearts, mindsets, and behavior. Write that down. We use the word of God to change hearts, Turn the screen. Mindsets and behavior. Because we've been taught or we've believed lie that behavior is based on color. Behavior is based on mindset, my friend. It's not based on color. You can't say all black folk don't take care of their children. That's not true. Because I'm black and I take care of mine. So it's not based on color. It's based on mindset. But we use the word of God to change hearts mindsets and behavior. James 1 verse 21 says this, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, look at what the word is capable of doing, which is able to save your souls. It is able to save your thinking, it changes your thinking, it changes your Choosing, it changes your feeling, it changes your actions. The Word does that. Only the Word of God can change a man's soul. Only the Word of God, once you surrender to it, once you surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, everything begins to change in your life. And I don't care if you were brought up in, 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 in deep racism. The word of God can change your heart. And so we got to rely on the word to do it and not politics and not laws and not politicians. It is the word of God. That's why I believe we need believers on every front. Every front. How else is you going to get the word in there? I like the late Dr. Miles Rowe. He was, he, he was, he was graced to do this. He would go in every country and nation and in all these kind of forums and meetings and he would take the gospel in. You got to know how to discreetly take Jesus. No, I, 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 I got to go public with mine. Okay, you go over some of these nations, they're going to take your head off. You got to know how to go in these meetings. The right, come on here. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Oh, I feel like teaching this morning, I tell you. It says verse 2 in the NLT I read, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you. Transformation. Conversion. I believe that one of the issues in the body of Christ of why we're not getting our brothers converted, because we've not been converted. We stopped at the door. He said, I am the door, but you got to go through the door. And move from he just saved me to he actually changed my life. If not, you'll be saved and still smoking and still having sex and still lying and still cheating on your income tax. But you saved but you've not grown in your salvation you, 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 the, the life of Christ you've not moved from being converted into being converted to Christ likeness and I don't see a lot of people like Christ Jack and here's the thing about it you never get to that point of I'm just like Christ it's for, some of us been saved, I've been saved a long time and God is still bringing up stuff saying you need to work on this you need to fix this and I can't fix it by, I'm sorry, Lord. I got to get this word. It says, and I have, to, I have to acknowledge what I don't like about me. And say, listen, here's the deal. I don't like how I talk to people. God help me with that. Give me some, Give me some medicine out of here to take for this. That I can apply and change how I act and how I talk and how I think. But it is the word of God that does that. Not a program, not a song, not a church. And if you don't teach it like this you'll build churches full of people 20,000 30,000 and they're all very little high maintenance low impact because nobody is being converted into Christ's likeness and you know it's a sad thing when all the church folk get together and you can't find Christ nobody acts like Christ it is the word of God that changes hearts, mindsets, and behaviors. It is the word of God. Even, not just this racism, but any area of your life. It says you can be transformed into a new person by changing the way you think. And the word changes the way you you think. It changes the way you approach situations about yourself and other people, about races that you don't like. I didn't like Mexican people. They were Julio's to me. And look at God. Look at the plan of God. Got our church in a Hispanic neighborhood and got us with a church in Mexico. Only the word of God can change the hearts of men. Mindset begins with words and images. You want to get somebody acting new? Get something new in their eye and ear gate. It works, man. I told you a story before about my children. We were feeding them blank, blank plain Cheerios. You know, not the honey nut, just plain Cheerios. With a little milk. And they was cool with that, Jack. They was like, this is great, man. Until they went to my aunt's house and she introduced something new into their ear and eye gate. she gave them some fruit loops some tricks, a little sugar so now when they came back the regular Cheerios were not good enough no more same thing with the word of God you introduce this word to your eye and ear gates and let it flood your soul and you go back to what you used to like and say ah oh, this just don't do nothing for me no more Even some music. And I ain't talking about secular music. I'm talking about some of this church music. Some of this church music is, is not of God. It is, it is falsely grace based. It's all of, I heard a song called God loves my flaws. He loves all of my flaws. He, he don't even see my flaws as flaws. And I'm thinking let me find this in the word. Because I ain't never heard of that. God calls sin, sin. And he says it shouldn't have dominion over you. He never said I love it. But we just grooving. I love this song, and it ain't even you pumping in some bogus, which affects your thinking and your choosing. And you say, you know, I think it's okay to do this because God loves my flaws. He don't see them as flaws at all. The devil is two lies. Come on here. That's not Bible. Number two, I got to move. I ain't got time. But you saw it. You saw it. In, but you saw that in Genesis. You saw it in Genesis. He said, "Don't touch this tree. Don't touch this tree. Don't. T- all this is yours, but don't touch this." And here comes the enemy with another thought. He says, "Um, Eve, had God said? Did He really say?" And after they did all of it, this is what God came back and said. He says, "Who told you?" Because I had told you this. Who told you that? What else came into your eye gates and ear gates after I told you this? Number two. Number two. Number two. We got to take personal responsibility to rewrite the history. Of others in your circle of influence. Here is the thing for believers. We are too busy trying to save the whole world. That's what Jesus did. He put you in a community. He put you in a church. He put you on a job. And that is your circle of influence. It is your responsibility to rewrite the history of those that you're attached to. Stop trying to change the whole world. And you ain't even talk to your neighbor next door. starts right there. We live next to Mexican family. I really don't even know them. But sometimes your children try to provoke the child in you. And so the neighbors, the ball go over the fence and the neighbors don't want to throw it back over. So the boys running there, they want to throw my ball back over. And they looking like, what you going to do, dad? <laughs> go get them. so I go next door to so knock on the door listen, listen, to talk to the neighbor, to do my part of rewriting any negative history they have about black people so you don't go over there unlike Christ you go and say hey we both live here and I know somehow they plan to go over here and I understand what you're saying and, and I don't want to bring my belly five minutes to get their bodies I got this but let's let's agree to this and let's agree to that and praise the Lord and let's shake and go about your business yeah. But if you ain't growing into Christ-likeness, here's how the episode goes. I live next door. My boy's ball came over here. You didn't throw it back? What's the problem? I've been, here for, I've been living here 11 years. You just moved here last month. What's the deal? Um, no. People have already all their life had things written on their hearts that are bad, bogus, that are destructive. And it is our responsibility to rewrite the history of others in our circle of influence. Romans 12:18 says this, do all that you can to live in peace with everybody. Say everybody? everybody. Say everybody. Yeah. Hebrews 12:14 says, "work at living in peace," which means it's going to take some work. Work at living in peace. Work at living holy. Yeah. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. People's historic creations carry a whole lot of pain and a whole lot of hurt. And we as believers got to make sure that we're doing our part to rewrite that. Number three. I can dig deeper but I don't have time. But I'm giving you enough, ain't I? Number three. We model the way Say model. model. We model the way By demonstrating Bible love. We model the way. When you think of model, you think of a runway. Somebody strutting down this runway with a nice outfit on or something or whatever the deal is. We have to do the same thing. We put on Christ. And we strut around life modeling Christ in every area. In every area. Because we're salt and light. Go to Luke chapter 10. We model the way by demonstrating. And my preaching and my teaching would be with demonstration and power. We only limit those scriptures to the pulpit. Your preaching on the bus, on the train, at work—your preaching should be with demonstration, and that demonstration should be of love. Luke ten, verse twenty-five. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for helping us today. Verse twenty-five. And behold, there, behold, um, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, "Master, what shall I do?" To inherit eternal life. Eternal life, everlasting life is more than living forever, people. It is that John 10, good life, verse 26. He said unto him, what is written in the law? How do you read the law? And he answered said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Um, so we get the love God love people from. And he said unto him, that's answered right. So do this and thou shalt live. Thou shalt have the life of God if you do this. Notice it starts on love. The root is the love of God. The fruit is the life of God. The root is the love of God. The fruit is the life of God. When you ignore the call to walk in love, you forfeit the life of God. Verse 29, do one finish. He says, but he willing to justify himself said, but Jesus, um, I hear you, but who is my neighbor? (laughs) I hear oh, all you're saying, but, but, but who should I be loving and, 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 and who do I, don't I have to love? And Jesus, I love Jesus. He says in verse 30, he says, and Jesus answered and said, a certain man. Now, if you study this, you know this man was a Jew. Went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And they stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, And we just told you, they didn't have no, no dealing with one another, none. As he journeyed where he was. And when he saw him, he had, look at here, oh my God, he had compassion on him and went to him, bound up his wounds, poured in, he poured in the oil and the wine, Hey, the kind that restored with my soul. They left me bleeding and dying on the Jericho road, but he poured in the oil and the wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. And on the morrow, look, he's, he's, he's invested in his journey with this man. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave it to the host, gave it to the, the, the person at the front desk and said, hey, I got to go, but you take care of him. And whatever he used above what I'm leaving with you, I'll give it to you when I get back. Yes. So which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves. And he said, he that showed mercy. Oh, God, the church got to return to a place of mercy. Oh, we want it, but we don't want to give it. He says, Jesus said, now you go and you do likewise. The love of God, the love of God, the love of God surpasses everything, people of God. But I don't trust black people. I don't trust white people. But you, you, you got to love them because, because love trumps trust. Ooh, write that down, write that down, write that down. Love trumps trust. Even if you can't trust them, love them. This is how you know you have modeled and demonstrated Bible love. Because love restores, here it is, and I don't care what you did to me, love gives you full access to me again. Glory to God. Even when in the natural, I said, nope, you don't deserve it, you cheated on me, you messed up, you black, you white. Love gives you full access to me again. And that is where the church has been missing it. I love you, but I don't deal with you. No, love gives you full access again. The same place you fell from with me because of my disobedience or I violated you or I crossed you or I offended you. When we walk in Bible love, it gives you full access to me again. I know I'm not going to get man, but this is the real Bible. And if we told this, we wouldn't even have so many divorces in the body of Christ. Because we teach a love with boundaries and, and parameters. That's not in here said love keeps no record of wrong in the society of record keeping love doesn't do it but we as preachers we've preached the love that Jesus didn't preach that Paul didn't preach that Jesus didn't model I love you until that's what we preach I love you as long as you don't fall into these three categories that's not in here Love conquers adultery. Love conquers abuse. Love. I'm not telling you to be abused. I ain't telling you to be walked on, but I'm telling you the power of love. Y'all quiet up in this church this morning. Go to, go to, go to, go to, go to 1 Corinthians. Yeah. Chapter number 13. As I come to a close. Yeah. Yeah. As I bring it to a close. God. <laughs> I love it. I, see, see, God will allow you to have some gravy every, every now and again. But you can't have a plate full of gravy all the time. You get sick. <laughs> Why well, I got you turning to. Well, I want you in First John. You want to see what I got to read? I'm in 1 John. Go to 1 John 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This love thing hit me. And when God says love gives you full access to that person again, I said, no, nah, Lord, you slow down now. Wait a minute. Because we've been taught you love them, but you don't deal with them no more. Love them, but you keep them at a distance. Love them, but they never get back to you again. Love says, you crossed me, you walked over me, but I give you full access. Full access. It's, it's, it's in the Bible. Peter said, I don't even know him. I don't even know him. I don't know the man. He's bog- he was bogus, Jack. He had to walk with Jesus. He said, I don't know that man. And they asked him again. Peter said, I told you, I don't know the blank the blank. No, but y'all leave me alone. When Jesus came back, he says, hey, go get the guys. Here we go. He says, and Peter. yeah, He crossed me, but he gets full access to me again. And the naturalist says, no, nope, you crossed me, I'm done with you. I give, I give you half a hug in church and all that, but you, but you, know, we, you know, we don't deal with each other because you crossed me. I'm never letting them walls back down for you ever again. Love says you get, he says, love says, go get them all. We all go have a picnic. He says, and get Brown, And get Paul. And get Terrence. And get Chris. Get them all. But you don't know what they did. Let that simmer for a minute because it took me a minute. It took me a minute, Jack. I was sitting there looking like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to increase my faith. He said, you know that ain't biblical Christian on your faith, so don't even give me that. And all the faith you're going to ever need. Develop it by walking in love, because faith works by love. I got faith, but you don't love, don't work. Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. He's cutting deep this morning, I see. First John 2, verse 1. My dear children, I'm writing this to you. I'm in the NLT. So that you will not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus the Christ, the only one that's truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. Even when we mess up, Jack, we have, you ain't never messed up, because we all messed up, but you ain't never messed up and realized, I don't have full access to Jesus no more. I only get a part of him now, because I, I committed fornication back in '72. So I lost some of my rights with God. I get to go halfway in. No, we, He says come boldly. Right up to the throne room. You get full access. <sighs> Ephesians 3. Come on, come on. I got, I got, I got no minutes left. Come on. John, John 3.16. God so loved the world, gave his only one son. Verse 17 says, For God sent out his son into the world to condemn him. But that the world through him might be saved. The world through him might be saved. The world through him might be saved. How is the world going to get saved through him? Through us. What a responsibility. Come on. Jesus, head of the church. we the body. And they'll be saved through us. How? Ephesians 3, verse 17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love you rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him. We, we, we've taken verse 20 out from the rest of the text now unto him rooted and grounded in love, you know the breadth and depth and height and and all that of God, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we act or think according to the power that worketh in us love is the root Love is where we build our lives love is where we remain for the rest of our lives go to 1 Corinthians 13 and I'll sit down my final close in the new living translation start with verse number 4 who are y'all getting some out of this this morning man Aisha this thing hit me across the head and I had to sit there at my computer and I just stared for I think I stared for at least an hour when the Lord shows you something and I says man cause you know everybody got a list I got a list of people that I don't give access to me anymore don't look at me like that cause y'all you got a, you got a list too and here's why here's why It's because I'm keeping record of the wrong they've done to me. And love does not do that. And so when God shows you that, you don't just say, well, praise God, revelation. You say, wait a minute. I mean, I got to go through my list. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. All y'all got a list. Some of y'all sitting next to folk right now that's on your list. That's why you wouldn't hug him when she said to hug your neighbor. You wouldn't even hug him. You don't go to the same church. She's good and all, but you know, I don't even deal with her. And he said, what happened? Oh, nothing. No, what happened? Let's go back through his, your historic creation. What happened? If you're honest, you'll go back four years, two years, three years. And say, well, this is what really happened. They said this. They did this. I heard this. And I cut them off. But I love them and all. You know, I love everybody. My mama told me you ain't got to deal with people. Who told you that? Your mama. Who's the supreme authority in your life? The word. Love is patient. It's kind. It's not jealous. It's boastful or proud. Let's just just let it slap you all upside the head. Or rude. It does not demand its own way. We live in a society where it's all about us now. It is not irritable. and keeps no record of being wrong. I wrote my names in ink. Because I had no intention of taking them off the list ever. Oh, this is big. This is big. I was sitting in a room with some major players in the body of Christ, some major giants of faith, talking about unforgiveness and things like that. And here's what I kept hearing. It's too late. It don't even matter now. I'm older now. And I'm like, that's not Bible. What's the point of reconciling now? That's not Bible. And we're sitting there looking, we're like the youngest one's in the room, we're sitting there looking like, is this? are we really hearing this? I think that's where it started. I said, well, you got to teach me, help me, take me further than my teachers even. It does not demand in some way, it's not irritable, it does keep the record of wrong. Verse 6, verse 6. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Verse 7, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now, Now, every includes every, right? You can't have two different lists of every. Every is every. So I pray that even as we rush through this closing of this series, that you'll hear what I didn't say. Holy Spirit revealed to you what didn't even come out today. The voice behind my voice. Because God wants to get his people to a place where we are not just converted, but we're moving to Christ-likeness in Jesus' name. And this love piece is key. Creflo taught it years ago, and I think I only got the surface of it when he taught it. But now this thing hit me like a, ooh, like a bat, Jack, like a wood bat at a Cubs game, man, you know? Yes, sir. Well, White Sox game, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the first said, man, he said all day when I said the Cubs. <laughs> said, love. love. I, I need you to, don't say this religiously. said, love. love. Never. Fails. fails. We hear that. But really, let receive that. Love never fails. It never. 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 And if you if, if you don't believe it, you won't put weight on it. And I guess my believing needed to be checked because I didn't put a lot of weight on that. People come and counsel with us, and, I, and we just push this love piece. Like, oh no, no, Pastor, no, this is all. This is it. The love of God never fails, and even if some happens, love will restore. Do you believe that? Stand up and give God praise for the word. Come on, give Him praise for the word.